Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Raoul. And uh, welcome to our podcast, Hope in a Mad World. Raoul, we've talked about so many different things during these podcasts already, Um, but today we want to just kind of touch on the whole aspect of community, right? What does it mean? What, What does community look like? What does it mean? But I want us to start off, I think, just because because of our journeys, but and particularly your journey, what does it feel like and what does it look like to be outside the norm of community, particularly church community? Yeah. Um, so do you want to just kind of set that up for us and then we'll kind of go from there? Yeah. So the norm is obviously self-explanatory because there's a lot of people doing it and you can easily benchmark and you feel comfortable because this is where people are. So if you find yourself on the outside of it, your reference point then becomes God. And either he tells you to go back where you came from or he says something different, which in our case, we believe it's something different. So then you're saying, well, what is community? What does it look like for us? Um, So you have to go back to first principles again, dig deep, find out and understand. And I think it was an interesting point of recognition that church as it's commonly practiced throughout the world in, in a congregational style, very often with a professional leadership, um, very often with a building and you know a worship word teaching format, um, is, is not necessarily obvious from scripture. Um, in, in scripture it gives, uh, you've got apostles and prophets and the fivefold ministry, of course, so, so those are, are, are given. You have overseers and deacons appearing, and uh, and, and they they could be interpreted differently in different places, different times, and and there seem to be churches meeting in homes and other places going on. Uh, the, uh, just to say that that's that's an interesting bit, though, isn't it? In terms of you, is that you talk, we talk about leadership structure, but even that we read into a cultural aspect in terms of understanding what what that means, mm. uh, and that's that's the wonder of it, I think. Yeah. And so those church communities are, are sort of distilled from those teachings in, in Scripture. But nowhere does the Bible set out, this is what a church looks like. It, it, it doesn't give you a model for the church. And what we do get is actually very limited. Um, what we do get is that Jesus said, I will build my church. Um, and well, that's about it from Jesus, really. And as I said to you elsewhere, Jesus spends more time in the New Testament talking about closing churches than he does about planting them. So it's it's not a rich source of uh, material. So then you have to say, well, what does Jesus provide in in terms of uh, community? You know, what are the touch points we can learn from? And I think there are three. Uh, There may be more and, you know, but I think three I found very helpful. First is family. Jesus values family as community. So he shows up as the son and refers to himself as the son. And he says, he who has seen me has seen the father. So Jesus is operating out of a father-son model, even in himself. And elsewhere, he says, uh, uh, at his crucifixion, he says to, to Mary, Mary, this is John, your son. And John, this is Mary, take her as your mother and so on. So, so he's putting people into families and that all maps very tidily back into those Malachi things of turning the hearts of fathers to sons and sons to fathers, or parents to children and children to parents and one generation to another. So Jesus, I think, honours the family and 
points to it and identifies it as a real sort of important element of community. There are bits around that, like, you know, <laughs> complexities and nuances and whatever else. But as, as a basic principle, the family is the first one. The second one is uh, friendships. And, and this is really interesting because at the end of his ministry in John, Jesus is talking to his disciples and says, I no longer call you my servants. I call you right. my friends. Mm. In, in Jesus' ministry, friendship was the highest position. And we, we take friends for granted, don't we? It's, it's just oh, that's bread and butter, basically. The significant relationships in churches, who's the pastor, who's the lead elder, who's the whatever it is, uh, who's the bishop, the overseer, the regional, da-da-da-da. In Jesus, the significant relationship was a friend. And then you think back through Scripture, that Abraham was the friend of God. Um, God is the friend of sinners. Um, so... That, that's a really interesting thing, thing to focus on. So being outside of church if, if you th- as, as the norm, you start to really value, well, who, who are my friends and what does that level of friendship mean? Uh, I, I don't just mean acquaintances. I, I mean people who I have a purposeful relationship with. And obviously there's a difference in intimacy between family and friends and different intimacy even with levels of friends and so on. But these are the, the two that Jesus is working with. And then he really doesn't provide anything more in terms of permanent, stable community around us. You can extrapolate and draw, you know, other verses out of the Bible and so on. But those are the two that he provided. And I, I think it's, it, that, that's interesting, the the friends and family thing as well, because, you know, sometimes friends become family, right? Yeah. You know, so, um, and certainly in this culture, that would be, that would have been true. You know, you would have had your your household, mm. which would, wouldn't all be family, it would be people that, are linked to you, but closely linked to you and have their loyalty with you and stuff as well. So that's interesting. And you get a sense of that with Jesus and um, Lazarus' family at Bethany, don't you? Mary and Martha, I mean, Martha tears a strip off him. (laughs) She tells it like it is, just as if he's one of the family, you know, instead of a a respected rabbi. What I'm saying is Jesus' relationship with Mary isn't positional. It's, I'm I'm part of your family, or at least a close friend, you know, so... um, and I think if you start to build from the ground up from there, that's that's uh, yeah, that's what, where we pursued. I think the next level comes in at um, obligations go beyond those because Jesus also draws attention to the neighbour, and the neighbour is someone to whom we owe. We have an obligation, but they may not have any intimate friendship or family relationship with us. In fact, they may be an enemy or they may be from a different sectarian group, which is <clears throat> the point of the whole Samaritan mm. parable, isn't it? Is it, is it um, a Samaritan uh, picks up a Jew who's been beaten up and looks after him and pays for his uh, well-being when, when the professional ministers walked on by? Uh, and so what's the neighbour? Is anyone who's not your friends or family in this world is a potential neighbor. Um, and even your enemies, and especially those who, who are um, not from your community. Um, so if you're, you're a Jew, then it may be the Samaritans. If you're a Samaritan, it may be the Jews. Um, and you can pay, you run that across all communities. Um, so 
it, it takes that as a platform. So that, to- that, that, just, just, just to back up, because I think that, you know, that, so your neighbor could be um, a different flavor of community that holds your values and beliefs, right? Yeah. You know, so, so a different church or, you know, it, but a neighbor could also be somebody that doesn't hold those things at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can think of so many towns. I don't think there's in the world we live in today. Communities are so diverse worldwide. There's very few of us who live in, you know, absolutely clear monocultures. I mean, even if you're a believer, you're likely to have atheistic neighbours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they may be from another nation. Or you might be English and your friend's Welsh. Uh, or it might be that um, you're a Christian and your neighbours are um, from South Asia somewhere and they're either Hindu or Muslim. You know, this is the common world we live in. Um, and the, the, the problem is most most of the violence and pain and um what sort of trauma in in community and society grows from those groups who live cheek by jowl, and then when pressure comes on or anxiety grows, they can erupt into violence and grief and trauma that can last years. And Jesus says, "No, you have an obligation to those people as well, not just to your friends and family." On a certain fear, right? In in the sense that, um, you know, just thinking about nine eleven, for instance. You know, if you you know, I talking to a number of my my friends who come from that kind of Muslim background, overnight, they felt a change towards them. Yeah. You know, once people were accepted and it was fine and it was all right, and then suddenly it wasn't because fear had come, come yeah. in. Yeah. People became fearful. Well, are they? Are, and that's a, you know, that's a whole nother <laughs> nother, um level of that. It is, yeah. And, you know, these are things we can just yeah. dig into later. But, yeah. I mean... We talked about this just before we got onto the podcast, but I think in terms of this neighbour thing, people who live in a city, it's most cities have some kind of um, sub, you know, subdivision of ethnic or religious or political or um, national or racial or whatever else different groupings sitting there or even um, class. I mean, I, I, I come from Plymouth and there's the, the, the areas which are really getting on, you know, and they're the areas which are feeling left behind. And, and you know, but they're the same in, in many other respects. So we live in that nature of a world and, and that role of neighbour has to reach across those two. It's, it's interesting, just a couple of words, you know, if you talk about city, cities being a sort of unit of, of of humanity that we can work with and understand and look to see God move in. There are these subdivision terms that appear. Um, I was in Belfast re- recently and there's a word area when you're in this area. it's In most parts of the world, the word area doesn't have a loadedness. In Northern Ireland, it has just this little fizzle of energy about it. You're in that area now. You're in a loyalist area. You're in a nationalist area. You know, Good gosh, you know what I mean? And you, you sort of see it, it feels different. Um, uh, or you have the idea of quarters in some city. Jerusalem's an obvious one, isn't it? You have the, the old quarter, and the, you know, the Jewish quarter, and the Muslim quarter, and so on. Um, and at different times, there have been ghettos in places, and um, South Africa, they had townships. And yeah. um, Is it, The quarter one's an interesting one, though, as well, because sometimes it has that feel to it. Other times, it has a different feel to it, like the, you're in the 
artist quarter or the yeah. creative quarter yes. or the jewelry quarter or yeah. the you know I, I don't know the 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 millinery quarter or whatever. So it has it, it's this because that's really interesting how in different contexts. Yeah. And depending on what comes after it normally, yeah. it has a different feel to it. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. 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 yeah, I like that. So, so bringing that all back to Jesus, yeah. if you live in a city with quarters or areas or locations or those kinds of things, your community involves your neighbours yeah. and you, you have a responsibility and an obligation for, to that. Um, and also to the to the outside. I mean, but I think that would kind of come into it. But So that's uh, a sort of baseline. For, but but and, and also that... that you know, just referencing back to another to another podcast that we did, where we talked about the uh, the persistent neighbour, you know, and the whole aspect of that isn't just about persistence, but actually about honour. Yeah. You know, so it's, in other words, in in other words, um, the way we treat our our neighbour is about the honour of the whole city, yeah. not just our relationship, not just. You know, but it's the, so our city. If we want our city to be known as a good place to live, mm. you know, our, then it, we need to honor one another, yeah, right? Okay. Because it's the honor of the city is at stake yes. here. It's mm-hmm. the honor of, you know, so, <laughs> and I think that's important, really important for Christians. You know, is that is that we the way we treat others yeah. is the honor of Jesus is at stake. Very good, and we don't realize that, yeah. right? So, and. You know, again, in many parts of the world, religion has produced fruits that are at odds with its principles. People who've sought good things to come in the world have kind of fought for principles, but in fighting for them, they've showed up in those other communities yeah. in pain, in ways that brought pain. Yeah. And actually, then the fruit of that. Later on, and the legacy of that, and he's going to need clean up. We can come back to that again in future. I, I was going to say that that's probably a series of <laughs> of podcasts in yeah. itself. You know, conflict and how do we yeah. develop and all the rest. Yeah. I, I think that I think that'll be a really great thing yeah. to 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 explore at some point. But coming back to let, let, let's come back to the essence of. Yeah. So there are so what you're, what you're basically saying there are uh, family, friends, neighbours. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. You're outside of common, you know, common practice church. So how do you find a way forward? Well, I don't believe there's anybody in, in on, on this planet, very few, very, very few, um, who have no community at all. You're in some kind of friendships, some kind of families. You've got work colleagues. You've got people who live in the flat upstairs. Even if those friendships and family relationships are frayed and very threadbare, everybody in this planet mostly is in community of some some sort. And so if you're going to find God and, and walk with him, then you need to find friends uh, who, uh, you know, who, who are able to walk with you, uh, have some kind of relationship with God as a minimum, I would say, and family members as a minimum. And then you, 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 you apply um, just what I would call the basics of kingdom, which is that kingdom is my my view after having looked at it for a long 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 time find out what the king is saying and then do it mm. <laughs> it sounds really simple doesn't it but that's the kind of way i work you've got to boil it down to real simple components so you know yeah. what is the king saying go do it and then the essence of discipleship will be you know you know help helping you ian find out what god is saying to you and then helping you do that but yeah i, I but 
I think that's, that's I take re- responsibility for it, but I take responsibility to make sure yeah, it happens. But that's re- I think that's really interesting, though, is because that brings something up in my mind that uh, you know I think that is is key is that um, it's not just about purpose, right? It's about relationship and then purpose. So for me, community is about relationship first. So we're building relationship. So who are my family? Who are my friends? How do I how do I serve them? How do I love them? How do I relate to them? You know, so there's that whole relationship aspect to it. Um, and then out of that comes the purpose. Then we hear what the king is saying. Because in a sense, what the king is saying, firstly, is have relationships, right? Yeah. <laughs> Serve one another, love one another, yeah. um, care for one another. You know, the, 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 the kind of one another's. In, in in the new te- in in the Bible, I, I mean, there's loads of them, right? There's the, you know, there's like I can't remember how many there are. We I, I remember we did a list of them at one point, you know, and there's a whole, you know, it's like, like at least two pages full of one another's, but that's all about relationship, and out of that relationship, then comes purpose. But it's not necessarily even if you think about families. Families don't have one purpose, you know. You don't have a doctor's family. Sometimes you do, but you know. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. about helping to find out what the purpose of each is yeah. and then enabling and empowering the people to do that and take responsibility for it as well, yeah. right? So so it, we, is that kind of, am I hitting the mark yeah, yeah, with very, what you're thinking then? Very, very much. That, that's yeah. the family the family dynamic yeah. um, at home. I, I, I'll simply say most people being in a family, how do you find some kind of church community, inverted commas? You know, yeah. Where do you find community life yeah. where God is working beyond the, the, the old model? Well, a good place to start is friends. Yeah. And it's sitting down and talking, how's life going? What's what's going on and so on. But really talking about the issues of life yeah. and then, then saying, you know, what is God saying to you about yeah. that? And if someone doesn't know what God is saying to them about that, well, there's three ways you can find out. It's either me through the word, through community, or through the spirit. It's like a revelation or a dream or something. And sitting by sitting chatting with people, you pretty quickly with those tools, that person can I really think God's saying this. And they say, Great, well, how can we help you? How can we serve you in you getting to that? Yeah. And then essentially we are now serving each other in discipleship to get there and, and find a way forward. So there's that element of it. And another element of it is when it's a sense of us moving forward together, where we say, you know, God, what are you saying to us? <clears throat> this uh, I, I, this is a principle I got from you uh, and other, among others, which is that the mind of Christ is expressed corporately, not individually, as we have the mind of Christ. So if you and I are sitting talking about this podcast, what do we do next? We can say, let's pray about it and ask God and what's God saying to you? What's God saying to me? We sit down, we chat, we hear, we process all that, and then we decide. So it's a community process, not a single individual leader up front saying, this is the way, follow me. And that's that's just the the basic building block, if you want, the, the DNA single unit of how to sort of be in community and and follow God in any context. Yeah, it's right. for me that's just been what we've been doing for the past twenty years, yeah. uh, in various levels. Yeah. And it, it's not just about the leader at the front; it's the individual in the pew going. This is what God said. I, but actually, that needs to be worked out in community as well. You know, because that's 
that's how wisdom comes. I, I really, you know, the, the Ephesians four talks, uh, three talks about <coughs> the manifold wisdom. The, the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to the world through the church, right? So I think we can think about that as in lots of different ways. But for me, church is always community. So in other words, through community, we find the manifold wisdom of God. Yeah. So no one person can have the manifold wisdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or you've got just a slender fragment on your own. You need more light and, and, and a broader picture to get a better view. Exactly. Yeah. So, 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 you know, it's for, for me, even when, you know, we, we receive something from God, we have to share it with the community and the community will help mold and bring wisdom to that. That's, Rather than us going, no, this is what God said, I'm just going to go do it. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of, you know. Like. Well, you can go ahead and do that if you want, but you'll only get so far. You, you know what I mean? If you want to break through in certain areas, God's going to put you in places where you need others to break through with together. And most of the past 20 years, I've been on the phone to friends. I've been meeting with people and talking with people and pursuing that. What is God saying here? How do we go forwards? And... What's nice is that's a principle that uh, I think you you can draw from scripture. You demonstrate from scripture, but it's 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 universal. So if you're in a business context, and you know um, if you're in business with other believers, or even if not, you, you can still work work this in the quiet. So what do you think um, we should be doing? And sort of drawing on that and fostering that principle, and asking God to speak to the board or the team. And so that collectively you come to what he is saying for that thing to move forward. Now, um, I'm, in, I'm in a business with another guy who's a clear believer and it's much simpler than that. And we, we have an issue, we talk about it and we say, God, we've done what we can do here. Would you show us the next thing? Would you give us insight? Would you give us wisdom? We pray there. And then within the next day or two, usually there's a, a, a way forward and we talk about it go okay, great thank you and then we agree to do so all the decisions that we pursue are corporate agreement rather than oh great Rao's gone off and done that or you know he's he's signed us up to this or you know, he's hired that person or that doesn't happen we work corporately because I'm what's it Bible say submit to one another out of reverence for Christ we're we're looking for something bigger than ourselves we're looking for something greater that has greater impact than any of us could be on our best day. Um, so, yeah, whether you're walking in business, whether you're in, in, in a community, which is your inverted commas church community, whether you're involved in you know, running a something in a school or a council or a, wherever it might be, I think these principles can be mm. applied at some level. I mean, some of what we're talking about is consensus and how do we build consensus and, you know, those kinds of things, right? That that and um, I think what's interesting is is that we live we live in a very individualistic society yeah. right and therefore you know the, the further east I move <laughs> and, and work the less problem I have with these kinds of principles yeah. than here yeah. because there's a rampant individuality and a rampant sense of our right yeah. it's my right yeah. right it's my right to choose it's my right to do it's my right well actually when we I think when we submit ourselves to Christ, we give up our right in that sense, right? And we accept that community is actually where it's at because that reflects who God is. Yeah. So coming back, you know, right to the very essence of community, why? Why is community so important? For me, it's so important because it really reflects who God is. 
because he is a community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm. They do not usurp one another. You know, they honor one another. They, um, uh, they, in a sense, they submit to one another in different in different ways and in different areas. So we need to reflect that. If we're going to reflect who God is upon the earth, then we have to learn how to do that, right? And it's for the good of the whole, not my good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And look, if you can do it on your own and you can lead on your own and you want to do that, well, go ahead and off you go and have a great time and God bless you and we'll be praying for you. But you won't get as far <laughs> as if you're walking with other people because of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The big project that Jesus is doing in the whole earth, which is to fill the earth with the knowledge of his glory and for him to receive an inheritance among all nations, you know, that big picture, it, call it Project Jesus. We can all be involved in Project Jesus or we can sign off and be involved in Project Raoul. You know, or Project Ian, or or something up on the side. I don't want to settle for less. I want to be part of the big thing. So therefore, I, I, I want to be part of that corporate thing. It takes, it's interesting as well. Just as you were saying that, I think a lot of the past twenty years we've been given impossibility by God. There's been no roadmap. There's been no book. There's been no podcast. There's only been friends and the Bible, and we've had to sort of dig these things out. Which is why we wanted to do the podcast to sort of say we learned quite a lot along the way. And we've been up against impossible tasks most, for much of that time. And it just makes you realise, well, no, we couldn't have got through it on our own. That's right. You know, God's put us in a place where we're dependent on discovering something better and brighter and lighter. The other th thing is this, is that if we fail, it's not down to me. And I, I don't mean that it's it, you know, few, no responsibility. What I'm saying is that if we honour God's principle that he shows and we walk that out, well, if it doesn't come through, that's fine. We we honoured God's principle and he'll make another way. Yeah. It seems like success and failure aren't the criteria here. It's a, Well, if it's down to me and I made the decision and I get it wrong and we failed, it's I failed, it's all wrong. You know. No, actually, the, if we make a decision and it didn't go well, but we put things right afterwards, well, things something good happened there. Do you see yeah. It's redemptive. Yeah. And you know, you know, I just think that we probably should have said this at the beginning of all these podcasts. <laughs> they should come with a health warning, right? In, in the sense that these, we are sowing seed here. We are not bringing definition a lot of the time, you know. And I, you know, this, there's, there's so much to this whole community thing, um, and we've touched on so many different areas of it today, yeah. right? But there are so many different aspects. The only thing we can do is is to sow seed that hopefully will prompt somebody. And make something grow in someone and go, I want to know more about that. Yeah. I want to dig into that. I want to find out whether that's true. I, I just want to say, you know, that's what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, th I think we did say it in one of the first things. Right. We're not setting out a creed. Yeah, yeah that's true. We, yeah. We're just oh, we putting out some principles we discovered. And it could be that people listening to this go, oh, that sparks it. God showed me this and this. And it makes sense of that. And, hey, I can see this as well. And yeah. good, because, you know, by definition, we've said we have the mind of Christ. We have some light, and we're working it out in some measure. Um, but, you know, we were involved in Project Jesus, which is much bigger. Um, so no problem with that. Well, I, you know, just on that line, you know, I, I just feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel challenged <laughs> to go and dig into this more. Um, and I'm sure this is a subject we will come back to. But, you know, thanks for kind of giving us some, 
good thoughts to kind of dig into. Uh, you know, I love the, I love the three things. Yeah, it's that comes back to that Baptist thing again. You know, they're <laughs> they're not the same. They're not the, quite the same letter this time. But you know, and you nearly did as good. You know, <laughs> so so your know, family, friends, neighbors. You yeah. need to think of another thing for neighbors yeah. with an F, mate. But but <laughs> but um, but thanks, Rod. That, that that's just really good to to get us thinking. Ian, what are you into? So, um, I, I think February this year, I was in Switzerland and I was meeting with a guy and he had this prophetic word for me about God wanted to give me a new staff. A team of people to work for you? Nope. A staff in terms of a stick. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, what was really interesting was that I'd been walking the dog in one of our local woods for the last six or eight months. And I'd be thinking to myself, I need to bring my Swiss army knife along so I can cut myself a staff. It would be really good. Right. So anyway, so, but you know, Ralph, staffs is a fascinating subject. And if you Google it or go on YouTube, there are hundreds, and I'm not joking, hundreds of tutorials on how to cut the stuff, right. what it's about, all the rest. So I can tell you all kinds of things about stuff. Like, for instance, did you know that three quarters of the weight of a staff when you first cut it is water? Is so right? you so you have to peel a strip all the way down the length of the staff on the, and on the two ends in order for it to dry out, and then it will be lighter and actually more um, sturdy for you. Wow. Well. Did you also know that the ideal staff is a foot taller than whatever height you are? Okay. Because a staff is used to help you down a hill, yeah. So that's why, or help you through a river. Mm -hmm. Those kind, the, and so that's the, the, those kinds. Of, and and then there's all kinds of different ways of you know how you can mark your life on a staff. Oh, through okay. all, all. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. So I'm into. That. So I've been looking and researching. I cut my staff. You're sitting right next to it right now. It's I'm very just, long one. I'm just waiting for it to kind of uh, dry out. You can see the strips yes. down the level. Yeah. Uh, it's. I tell you, it's a. It's nearly, it's, it's actually done now, but it, it's, um, I need to do something else with it now. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so much lighter than when I first, when I first had it. So I've been into staffs this week. <laughs> Ridiculous you are, like it, eh? Ridiculous. What can I say? Jerry, what are you doing?